Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
never seen doing a new thing we fully embrace it lord you're doing something Come on, there's something that's birthing in the atmosphere tonight. 
There's some of you that have come into this place pregnant with vision. You come into this place expecting God to meet you here. And God says, place a demand on the fire of my spirit. Place a demand on the fire of my presence. God, we believe that we supernaturally receive the fire of your presence, Lord. You're doing something great in our midst. We fully embrace it. We fully embrace it. You're doing. You're doing something. today, but I'm here to let you know. When my soul is well, oh, it is well, it is well with my soul. Oh, 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 it is well with my soul, with my Oh, yeah. 
Welcome everyone to Refuge from the Storm Church. We thank you today for being with us the first Saturday of the month, February 6, 2021. We thank our regular and returning listeners and members and any new friends who are listening. We say welcome. We are so happy that you were able to get through the day and detour past anything that was standing in your way of being in corporate worship today with us. Refuge from the Storm Church is a church of hope, encouragement, and purpose. And it was founded by Pastor Reverend Dr. Millicent Black just for you and targeted individuals in the United States, Canada, and around the world. So we are happy today to have you with us, and we pray that the worship service and everything contained therein will be a source of rejuvenation for your spirit as we come together to worship and to give thanks to God for all he has done for us. And please come again next Saturday. At this time, I would like to introduce our worship service serving team. We ask God to bless us and encourage us in our humble participation in glorifying our Savior and Lord. I am Jack Stomnitz, and I am on the call to worship and welcoming team. The recorded prelude to worship is by Sister Helena Thompson, our music minister leader. Our talk shoe manager and Zoom moderator is Brother Bob Pierce. Our invocation into scripture and prayer today is from Elder Carolyn Cunningham, our worship leader. Our music minister, I think I already said that, I made a mistake, sorry. Our altar prayer is from Sister Loretta Marley. Our invitation to giving is by Elder Carolyn Cunningham. The preach word will be given by our precious pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. She will be sharing a word from the Lord and pray for her as she comes to edify us with the word. Today, we have the Lord's Supper that will be administered by Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. You can get your cracker or bread and juice or wine when Pastor Millicent begins the ceremony. Our invitation to discipleship, which is the response to the word, will be given by Sister Helena Thompson. Remarks and benediction will be brought to us by our Pastor Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Prayer requests, which is after benediction and the recording is stopped, will be concluded by Pastor Reverend Millicent Black. I thank you for your attention this afternoon and or evening specific to your time zone. Please mute your Zoom line, your cell phone lines and landlines to protect the integrity of the service. 
Now, as we ready our hearts and minds, let's go higher and worship together as we invite the Holy Spirit who is always with us. We ask you now, Father, to bless each home and each listener and bless us all in our consumption of your word and in our giving and in our music, prayers, and participation. Holy Spirit, we ask that you take charge and let your presence be known. We pray that everything we offer today to the Lord will be glorified. Be blessed in your worship today. And here is a song from our music minister. Guide my feet while I run this race. Guide my feet while I run this race. Guide my feet while I run this race, for I don't want to run this race in vain. Hold my hand while I run this race. Hold my hand while I run this race. Hold my hand while I run this race. For I don't want to run this race in vain. Stand by me while I run this race. Stand by me while I run this race. Stand by me while I run this race. For I don't want to run this race in vain. I'm your child while I run this race. I'm your child while I run this race. I'm your child while I run this race. For I don't want to run this race in vain. The scripture selected today is taken from the book of Hebrews. Chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Amen. Let us pray. This is a prayer from the Episcopal Church, their Book of Common Prayer. This is another day, O Lord. I know not what it will bring forth, but make me ready, Lord, for whatever it may be. If I am to stand up, help me to stand bravely. If I am to sit still, help me to sit quietly. If I am to lie low, help me to do it patiently. And if I am to do nothing, let me do it gallantly. Make these words more than words, and give me 
the spirit of Jesus. Amen. I want to thank everyone who expressed their condolences to me this past week on the loss of my mother, the most difficult week of my life. I thank you. Now let us listen to a a praise and worship song, which will be followed by Sister Loretta, who will offer the altar prayer. Make us one, make us one, by the power of your spirit, make us one, so your kingdom, Lord, your kingdom will come, make us one, Lord, make us one, help us now.
Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, just come and be with us now, Lord God. Lord, let us keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And I think of that song too, Lord, in regard to this song. They'll know we are Christians by our love. Yes, they'll know we're Christians by our love. And Lord, you said that when you talked to the Father in that high priestly prayer, you said, Lord, let them be one, even as we are one. And Lord, this is our testimony to the world. And this is what you want, Lord. And this is what we want because it is your will. And Father, I pray that today you would let us look at what will be as in our eternity, as when we go to be with you in glory, what lies ahead for us, the rewards that are ours in Christ as we follow you and as we serve you, Lord. Looking at what will be in order to get through what is now. Lord, there have been, I'm sure, I know in my own life and this week for all of us, most of us, probably all of us, Lord, the burdens that are lie heavy on our souls. And Lord, we your word is the answer to that. And everything we have in Christ and the fellowship of the saints and prayer. Lord, I pray that you said that the sufferings of this present time were not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. But Lord, help us to know too that your word says that in this life only we have hope in Christ. We are of all men most miserable. But I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So we can experience your glory here and now too, Lord, but in all perfectness when we go to be with you in glory. Help us to look at that and be able to move ahead and keep our eyes fixed and our gaze fixed on you, not on what is here, Lord, that is so contrary to us most of the time, Lord, this world and the situation that we're in. But Lord, I was comforted and encouraged this week, and I pray that you would comfort and encourage my brothers and sisters today, reading that scripture in Revelation 12 about there was a fight in heaven, and it was like one of the angels against the dragon and his angels, and they did not prevail, and they were thrown out of heaven. Um, and Lord, one scripture, I had never read this particular version before, but it says, but he was not strong enough. And that's the devil and his angels. They were not strong enough, Lord, and help us to know and understand and believe that, because that's been true since then till now. 
And you feel that at the cross where you finish the work, you shed your blood, you conquered death, hell, the grave, sin, the devil. And he is a defeated foe, Lord. And help us to look at that, look at you and see what you did, Lord. And help us to learn as we walk out this walk with you to enter the secret place, the quiet place to hear from you, Lord, so that you can give us secrets about how we, in particular, in our own circumstances, our own particular circumstances, you can give us strategies and tactics about how to carry that out in our lives, walking in victory. Lord, I pray for all of us to learn how to enter that place. And your word says that to enter the secret place of the Most High and we'll abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Help us to get there, Lord, and to stay there and then not come out of that place. Lord, I intercede for each one today to enjoy that place with you and to just know how much you love them and how much you care about them, Lord, and how you are for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Father, help us to learn to discern your voice, to learn to discern discerning of spirits, to discern between good and evil, Lord, and to be sensitive to your spirit, what you're saying, how you're leading, learning to hear your voice, and enjoying a relationship with you. Father, I pray that if there's anyone here today that does not know you, I pray that they would not get off this call today without talking to someone. If they do not know you, Lord, if they do not have the the uh, witness of the Spirit, if they do not know in their heart of hearts that they're going to heaven, that they're forgiven of their sins, that they're new creatures in Christ, And Lord, I thought this today when I was praying, perpetrator or target? Because Lord, we know that we are not without the perpetrators of whatever we're doing. And it doesn't, it's no holds barred, no matter what it is. And whether they're on our call on our phones or on this call, Lord, I pray they'd hear the gospel. I pray you open their hearts to understand what they're taking part in. I pray that you would open their heart to be convicted of sin, that they would learn that all the devil's apples have worms, as Adam and Eve learned, Lord, and that this is an opportunity to hear the gospel. But Lord, I pray that they would fall on their face before you and cry out and ask for forgiveness, Lord, because It's not too late. The situation is not too hard. There's nothing too hard for God. Lord, I pray that you would speak to each and every soul that doesn't know you, whether it's somebody listening now or listening back later. I pray that they would understand why Jesus died for our sins and shed his blood to forgive us to buy us back, to redeem us back from sin, death, hell, and the grave, and our father, the devil, and now you are our father. And you translated us from the kingdom of darkness 
to the kingdom of your dear son. Hallelujah. And Lord, this week I was thinking about it and I heard people talking and I was processing it in my mind. And Lord, it's this is not about pleasing the sheep, but preparing the army. Lord, and I remember a, a sister several years back said to me about this targeting. Look, we're at war. This is a war. And Lord, the way she said it, it just convicted my heart and I knew it. And she said, we have to live like we're at war. We have to live this thing out. We have to believe. We have to be bold. We have to speak forth the word of God. And Lord, we get those wonderful revelations in your word. We will never have it if we don't go in your word, but I pray you would help us in our weakness and give us that time. If we're busy, Lord, work in times that you you lead us and you woo us and you, you take us into that holy place and into that secret place and we can hear your voice. Lord, help us to know how to carry the authority of God within us. Because your word says we have the power. You've given it to us. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm us. And Lord, you're tender in it. You're not condemning. You say, fear not, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And in our patience, we possess our souls, Lord. Father, help us as we're in such a time as this and living out these situations and circumstances in our lives, Lord, that have been the biggest challenge of our lives. We didn't even know such evil existed, Lord. The spiritual warfare, and we put on the armor of God, and we uh, trust you to embolden us and empower us with the Holy Ghost, and that we will not be falling down, condemned, and uh, defeated by the enemy, but knowing who we are in Christ. Lord, help us to devote ourselves to prayer, devote to give ourselves over, to seek your face, and to pay the cost, to pay the price from what it means, Lord, we don't want to stand before you and 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 have missed out in any way. We don't want to be saved yet so as by fire, but we want to believe to the saving of, of the soul. We want to we do want to gain crowns and and victories, Lord, and, and rewards and and we can throw those at your feet, Lord, but we want to have honored you when it's all said and done in the final analysis and live for you and work for you and understand you and grow to fall deeply in love with you more and more each day. Lord, you said the secret place of the Most High. Lord, I love that, the secret place of the Most High. And Lord, there's there's beauty there, there's glory there, there's blessings there, there's that secret life with God. And I know, Lord, when I was doing that more and and you would share things with me and I felt so blessed and, and, and then I would say something to someone and I would be grieved in the Holy Spirit because I knew that that was only meant between me and you, Lord. There, there are things that are only to be between us and you, just like a husband and a wife, Lord. Help us to grow in our knowledge and grace and love relationship with you. You said 
you see in secret and you will reward us openly because you are in that secret place and you want us in that secret place with you, Lord, at the throne room. And, and Lord, we live there. We're in Christ, seated in Christ um, at the right hand of the Father. And we are there with you and we're to rule and reign in the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Help us in these coming weeks and months, the way this world is going to be victorious and to be um, just joyful and knowing that we are following you. And Lord, just I just could see this week as I was praying and us just throwing off the sin and throwing off the shackles and throwing off the chains. And uh, we don't need that anymore. We don't want that and, and dismissing it and, and falling down before you in repentance and being convicted by the Holy Spirit. We're living the holy life because there's power in holiness. There's power in unity. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb, Lord. Father, help us. I, I, that song, um, Song of Solomon, talks about the secret place of the stairs. And that's where we want to be. You said, I want to hear your voice. I want to see your countenance. For sweet is your voice and your countenance is comely. And you want us to be there with you, Lord, and help us to be there. Help us this week and help us as the weeks come that we'll have testimonies that we can give. And we can say that God worked in my life like this. And I was in the secret place and he told me how much he loved me and and he gave me wisdom on how to handle a specific situation. Father, help us to just get there and, and, and bring forth testimonies of encouragement to one another. And Father, finally, I like to, um, I pray for my sister, Carolyn. And Lord, um, it's just such a, a lesson when we see that when someone's not here, and they've always been there, and then they're suddenly not there. I don't remember a time when Sister Carolyn wasn't there, Lord, that you just feel that, and you just appreciate it, and you just appreciate that person and love them and are grateful for what they do. And God, I thank you for that. And Lord, I also thank you that there are sisters that can step in and step up and step out and speak and fill in for this person, that this Carolyn, when she wasn't there and she couldn't be there, Lord. And Father, I know that this week, from what I can tell, from what little I know, our sister, she just fought the good fight of faith. Lord, she received those prayers that were prayed for her, and she prayed herself, and she worshipped you, and she stood strong. And Lord, she just had the joy of the Lord through her difficulties and her trials. And like she said, Lord, the most difficult time of her life. And Lord, let us love her and bless her and comfort her and encourage her. Because we know that when one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And we know that's true, Lord. And Father, just comfort her today and such wonderfulness and glory and peace and rest that she just will just feel embraced by all of us and you lord and father also for our pastor as she brings the word today lord i was thinking today when i was praying that pastor could preach a sermon in her sleep 
and she just has that anointing and that empowering and that that gifting and that eloquence, Lord, to bring us that word. And Lord, yet in the midst of that, we know that she also has had problems in her family with illness, with the COVID and and tending to members of her family and praying for them. And Lord, um, with her children's father and all that that went on there, losing their father and ministering to her children. And Father, yet still, here we are today giving a sermon, Lord, and she's ready and she's ready to bring a word and do season to him that is weary, Lord, when she's been through weariness herself. Lord, just come and be with us in power and glory and your manifest presence and let us hear the word of the Lord and let us be let the faith come and let the hearing and hearing by the word of God and let us be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And we thank you for it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Loretta, for that very precious prayer. Now to all worshipers on this call, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. We are similar to other organizations in the TI community in that we have financial needs to meet our goals. Please help us to continue ministering to all who are targeted. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. For your additional information, the CARES Act, that is the COVID stimulus bill, allows taxpayers who do not itemize to deduct $300 of donations to qualified nonprofits and churches for the 2020 tax year. It states that donors may not be aware of this, so we are informing you of it at this time. To make a contribution, you can go to our website, refugefromstormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Millicent by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Now, as we prepare to hear the preach word from Pastor Millicent today, let us listen to a praise and worship song. Forever you will be 
Well, glory to God. Sister Helena, would you mind please playing work? I know it's scheduled for a little later, but I need to hear it now, if you don't mind. Thank you. Coming up. I can be 
If you're feeling the presence of the Lord right now, I encourage you to just praise Him. Lift up your hands and give Him glory. Thank you, Lord. Just think about it. You know how we see things, oh, we may see some food and get something that tastes really good, and we'll go and say, oh, this is to die for. Or you may see your favorite dress, or the men may see their favorite suit or suit that they love so well, and They'll decide, oh, that's to die for. So think about the fact that the, the songwriter just said, Jesus thought that you was to die for. And when we see food or, or, or dresses or cars or houses, and we think that's to die for, we're not going to give up our life to have it. But Jesus looked at you one day, hallelujah, ah, hallelujah, and said, there to die for. And he did. To have your soul in an eternal place with the God who created the entire universe. Can't you praise him for that? Can't you give him thanks? God thought you were to die for, and he said, Jesus. And Jesus died just for you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just greet you this evening in the mighty, matchless, marvelous, no other name like it, Jesus. It's been a struggle all day long. And when it came time to come into the service, the old enemy got all his buddies to come help him. But we're here this evening to give God thanks and praise and to worship him and to see him exalted and magnified above whatever's coming at you right now. Lord, thank you for this day. Amen. Amen. Well, greater is he that is in you and me than he that is in the world. And we put all of that greatness together. Guess what? We have an opportunity to praise and worship and honor the most high God. I want to thank you for being with us on this another first Saturday of the month, which is another day that we get to praise and, and, and thank Jesus for all he did for us. When he looked out and said, they're worth it. 
Yes, God. They're worth it. I'll go down. I'll leave my seat right here. Comfort. All the light he'd ever need wouldn't have to deal with the devil. The angels took care of the devil in heaven. Did y'all realize that? Jesus didn't have to deal with them. The angels took care of them. Him and his ice. And yet Jesus gave all of, up all of that just to come to the earth. He's worth, worth serving today. He's worth serving today. I want to say thank you to the ministry team, those who have carried on the service thus far, Elder Carolyn, our deepest, deepest sympathy in the loss of your precious mother. I talked to a, a, a man yesterday who was 83 years old, and he said, who was that old lady that you had with you the other day? And I said, oh, that was my mother. He said, you're blessed. You're blessed to have her with you. So we are just beside ourselves in sharing the sadness and the sorrow that you must feel right now in losing your mother. But we're so glad that you came on in this afternoon and brought us into the presence of the Lord with that marvelous song. And for all of the others of you who have shared in the service thus far, I say thank you. God bless you. It's just a privilege to serve God with you. Now, normally at this point, I would tell you from where all around the United States we live, but you all do know that none of us live in the same place. Not, none of us who are serving today or who are on the ministry team live in the same place. All of We're all around the United States, and God allows us. He privileges us to work together to bring you this worship service this evening. And it's just to give us all an opportunity to praise him together. The scripture this afternoon is coming from the book of John. And I tell you, I've been working on it. I, I was working on it to share with you on uh, two Saturdays ago when I got the word that my my ex-husband, my children's father had passed away. And I laid it aside and had actually, I mean, literally had it over half done and Went back to, to work on it some more to share for today and couldn't find it. And then everything else that could have happened did happen. But you know what? We've got a word from the Lord today. From the book of John, chapter 2, starting at verse 1. It's 11 verses in this entire pericope. I'm going to jump around if you'll allow me to do that. And when you get a chance, read the entire uh, the entire pericope verses 1 through 11. And I believe you'll be blessed. So verse 1 starts, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. And then verses 6 through 10 going to be our focus. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water. 
and they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. And then I'm dropping down to verse 10 and saith unto him, every man at the beginning does set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. And verse 11, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. Let us pray. Precious God, we honor you. Lord, thank you for all of the ways in which you prove yourself strong on our behalf. Thank you, oh God, for our days of sunshine and thank you for the rain, God. Thank you for the Good times, Lord God, and thank you for the difficult days, because in all of them, we've learned to give you thanks. Now, Lord, bless this word as we try, Lord God, yielding ourselves totally to you, God, for the good of your people. Bless us, Father God, for the overcoming grace, God, that you would impart unto us. As we look deeper into your word, open it up for us, oh God. Grant us grace, Lord, to have understanding, clarity, Father. And more than anything else, God, to see the victory in serving Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So the title of the message is The Best for Last. The Best for Last. Now, I'm, I'm dating myself. Many of you may remember what I'm talking about. Some of you may not. But when I was a little girl, there was a, uh, there were movies about a, a, magi- a magician whose name was Harry Houdini. And Houdini was known for his daring magical tricks. He lived between, or he he was most famous between the period of 1900 to 1926. So I don't know why after 1953, they were still showing movies about Harry Houdini, except that perhaps there was no magician that had matched or beat him in the daringness of his magical acts. Often Houdini used water to mesmerize his audience. He was known to be allow himself to be tied up and lowered into a tank, and he would get out of, untie himself and come up out of the water. He allowed himself to be placed in a barrel, and the barrel was buried under water, and he got himself loose and came up out of the water. One time he got in, into a, a, a can, a, a large milk can that was filled with water, and they put the top on the can, and he allowed, you know, got himself loose because he'd always be tied up and sometimes tied up and shackled at feet and all kinds of things just to prove that he could get out of anything. And many times water was part of his act. So one time he was lowered upside down on a straitjacket. That time was pretty 
scary and he almost did not make it, but he got free and he got out of the straitjacket and up out of the water he came. But Mr. Houdini met his end when he allowed himself to be buried, not one time, but the third time, three times he allowed himself to be buried under ground, determined to defy human nature. And he planned to be found freeing himself from that state. The first time he did it, he almost did not live. And I think they had to actually uh, dig him out. The second time, though, he was able to be successful. He came up out of that ground, clawing himself through the dirt. Does that make sense? But the third time, y'all, he wasn't able to get out of there quick enough. And being in an act of entertainment, Harry Houdini died. Now, what made him such a marvel was that he was appearing to be defying human nature both water and ground, but the ground got him. However, in today's pericope, we are finding Jesus in a place called Cana of Galilee. There's a wedding going on, and his mother is present. Now, we know what it's like to have our mother send requests to us. Now, the most unusual thing about weddings in this period is that they lasted for seven days. The groom would live in his place and the bride would be in her place. And I believe on the, the betrothal would always last for a year. At the end of the year, the wedding procession would include the man and his court going to the woman's house and bringing her back to the place where the party is going on. That night, the couple would consummate their their marriage, and for seven days, the festival would go on. Close friends and relatives would attend, and guess what? They were expected to be fed the entire seven days. So they were fed food and wine. Not providing proper hospitality was an insult and would bring shame and even possible legal consequences. Can you imagine getting sued because you didn't feed somebody all the food they wanted and give them all the wine they wanted to drink for seven days? But sometimes that could be a case. Now, this story is told by John the Gospel writer and John is the only gospel writer to report of the wedding. John was the son of Zebedee and Salome of Galilee. So this was possibly some of their relatives getting married. Certainly some of the people with whom they were in friendship and even Mary was invited to the wedding. John played a significant role in the early New Testament church as writer of three of the letters, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, 
He wrote this gospel, the book of John, and possibly Revelation. Now, there were some significant things about water that I wanted to show you how important it is to even God. Because in creation, we're told that water covered everything, water and darkness. And one of the first things that God did was separate the night from the day, and then he separated the water from the land. Now, when God, after God created man and, and, and became repentant of having, the, uh, having created mankind, he decided to destroy the earth, and he destroyed the earth by the same kind of water that he told to leave the earth alone at creation. God used water to drown Pharaoh and his army. Jesus walked on water. But here we find at Canaan, oh, and Jesus was also baptized in water. But here we find at Canaan that the beginning of Jesus showing his authority over the elements. This is Jesus' first act of revealing the glory of God. And the events have a literal and a spiritual meaning. So what we found out is that the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit held the laws of nature. And they held the power over nature. God in creation, Jesus in the New Testament, and the Holy Spirit was there all the time. In Genesis, it said the Holy Spirit hovered over the water, and wherever Jesus was, the Holy Spirit was there. There were two things about water. Content, if we thought about the wine that Jesus made that was important to us even today, that is that water contains oxygen and hydrogen. So to turn water into wine was a specifically miraculous act because of the content. The content in wine was sugar, yeast, grape, and water. So here we find carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, and hydrogen coming together. But we don't see Jesus mixing anything. If you will if you've ever seen any of the um, shows on how wine is made, you find that the grapes are all put in a barrel. And in, <laughs> in the foreign countries, I've seen that the people would get over in there and with their feet, they would mash the grapes. So none of this happened this day at the wedding. Jesus simply called for Water pots of stone, not clay, but water pots of stone and water. Now, there, was some, there are some physical benefits of water to mankind that I want to share with us really quickly as I hurry through this message. But I want you to listen to how important water is so that if any of you who are on the call today and, and, and you are targeted, you will understand better how important water is to you because water is one of the greatest assets that we have 
as a human being. First of all, water is, um, con- our bodies is made up of at least 70% of water. So water is absolutely essential to the human body's survival. A person can live for about a month without food, but only about a week without water. Water helps to maintain healthy body weight by increasing metabolism and regulating appetite. Water leads to increased energy levels. The most common cause of daytime fatigue, believe it or not, is actually mild dehydration. So when you feel yourself running out of steam, get some water. Drinking adequate amounts of water can decrease the risk of certain types of cancers, including colon cancer, bladder cancer, and breast cancer. When I, during the early years of targeting, a woman at the grocery store, cash register actually, said to me, I always take two bottles of water to bed with me at night. Well, I came to do that. And believe it or not, I was quite surprised when my children showed me that they also were taking two bottles of water to bed at night. Water leads to overall greater health by flushing out waste and bacteria that can cause disease. Water is the primary mode of transportation for all nutrients in the body and is essential for proper circulation. Notice I'm not telling you what the benefits are of water in the world. I'm talking about the benefits of water in the body. So you see water have a couple of very important and significant uses, both in the world and in the body. Now the pericope today, as I've already mentioned, opens with a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Cana is the place, though it is disputed, it's about eight miles from Nazareth. And when weddings happen, like I've said already, it's always a very festive occasion. So Mary is at the wedding. They find out that the wine has run out. Now, the Bible says it was about the third day of the festivity. So there were four days left before the wedding, actual wedding, was consummated. And Mary, whether God told her by by his spirit or whether she just knew of the miraculous anointing that was on the life of her child, she knew that whatever the problem, she was with the problem solver and she sent word to him that there was a problem. And she didn't just speak to, to Jesus, but she also spoke to his son, to his disciples, by telling them to get, do whatever he said. She said, whatever he said, you just do that. Jesus sent them for the water pot, and he told them to fill them with water. They found six jars or six stones that were shaped into water pots, and they filled each one of them to the brim. There was a lot of information available on the on the stone uh, pot, and it was specified that it was important that the 
pots be made of stone, though they were more expensive and though they were much, much more heavy because of the purification laws, the stone pots could be cleansed, whereas the clay pots could not. The clay pots would absorb not only the water, but also the bacteria. Now, the stone pots or pots of water was necessary, as I said, because of purification laws. And the travelers would always arrive at their destination with dirty hands and dirty feet and many times dusty from the journey. So the stone pots were already there uh, at the home, at the residence of possibly the parents of the bridegroom so that the guests could be cleansed once they arrived. But here we are now in need of wine. And Jesus knew exactly what to do. Now, Jesus asked for stone pots. You all have heard about this, the the, um, stone that was hewn out of the mountain. I traveled down the interstate. And when you look at how the interstate was made, you're going to usually see that there's great tall stones on either side. Walls of stone is what I would call them on either side of the interstate or at least on one side. And that stone is what remained after the highway was blown out of it. But usually you're going to find in the stone, growing out of the stone, trees, evergreen trees. And I, I literally stopped one day on the side of the road, got out of my car, took my camera and took a picture because I could not believe that that, that uh, evergreen tree was living without dirt, but rather in a stone. And there was water. Obviously, there had to have been water in the stone. Now, vessels of stone are used to allow for man to cleanse himself. The stone jars are cleansed by man. But jars of clay, which is what you and I are, can only be cleaned within by Jesus Christ. Vessels of stone, once broken, is destroyed. They can't be put back together again. However, jars of clay, who you and I are, God said, can be made again, another vessel, fit for the master's use, when it's been marred while in the master's hand. Vessels of stone are valued because of its hardness. It's hard to destroy a a stone water pot. However, Joe's jars of clay, God told Jeremiah that he can take out the stony heart and make it able to love right, to will to be obedient, to walk right, and to treat our neighbors right. To be jars of clay, we can be crushed and persecuted. We can be troubled. And perplexed. But when the persecution comes, the word of God says we won't be forsaken. 
When we're cast down, God says we won't be destroyed. When the trouble comes at us on every side, the word of God tells us we won't be distressed. And when we're perplexed, don't know which way to turn, we're encouraged to not be in despair. Our advantage over the stone vessel is that we hold the living water that comes through the spirit by Jesus Christ. Aren't we in a place of the blessed? Now, there's spiritual significance of water, of water being turned into wine. This was exactly the first miracle. And because the wedding party and the visitors or those attending the wedding were there for a good time, they failed to see the significance of it. The changing of water into wine was, first of all, a display of God's power through his son. It was the literal announcement that the Messiah had come. Do you think the people saw it? Might we have missed it if we were just there for a good time? And then the the fast-forwarding significance of that first miracle will only be displayed at the end of time. And that's at the wedding supper of the Lamb. God says it's still saving the best for last. So the last miracle that Jesus performs will be the the eternal cleansing of our sin-sick souls. It'll be the eternal awarding of the crowns. It'll be the eternal placement of our feet at the table. It'll be the eternal giving over of the deeds to our mansions in the sky. And there's things that have to be done here in the earth to make us fit for the marriage supper of the Lamb. Remember, Jesus called us and still do his bride. So on the way to making us fit for the marriage, Jesus had to meet some people. Jesus met Nicodemus on the way to making us fit for the marriage supper. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And Nicodemus says, how is that going to happen? Can I pass again into my mother's womb? And Jesus told him, no, but you have to pass through blood and through water. Well, Nicodemus was, you know, able to see about the water because people saw water all the time. And after all, Jesus himself had been baptized in the Jordan, but how will I get through that other passage? Nicodemus didn't understand Jesus meant it was by his own blood that he had to pass. Over in the book of First John, it says some through the water and some through the blood. The songwriter added some through hard trials, some through the water and some through the flood. And then the songwriter says some through hard trials, but all through the blood. Jesus is and did not turn himself into wine, even at the Last Supper, just before he was betrayed by Judas. But he told them that they couldn't be with him except that they ate of his body and drank of his blood. 
What in the world did he mean? They had just gotten through being having their feet washed in the water. And he fed them from the table. The unleavened bread and the wine was soon to become the Eucharist, an ordinance that was established for the church to carry out until Jesus said, I return again. In the book of Hebrews, we're told that it's only by the blood. No longer will the blood of bulls and goats be able to be used for sacrifice for our sin. But it, it had to be the blood of the sinless lamb of God. And that was Jesus the Christ. God saved the best for last. He started out with the blood of an animal to cover Adam and Eve when sin caused them to see that they were naked. And throughout biblical history, in the Old Testament, an animal had to be sacrificed in order that the sin of the people would be forgiven. And they still sinned. And un unusually so, they never quit. As we are studying now in the book, in the chronological study of the Bible, we're seeing even in the early days, how man sinned and God forgave. They sinned and God forgave. They sinned and God forgave, even throughout the Old Testament. But then God made a decision that because man can't live right, I'm going to have to send to them a, a way that I can still have relationship with them. And that way became Jesus. That way became Jesus. And so we have the opportunity to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We have the opportunity to have Jesus become the perpetuation or the substitute for our sin. We have the opportunity to pass through the cleansing flood of his blood because of what he did for us at Calvary. Jesus reminded God that he really didn't want to go through that. He really didn't want to have to go through that, that, that excruciating pain. He didn't want to have to deal with the shame of hanging on a cross, not because he's done something wrong, but because mankind couldn't do anything right long enough to make it to heaven. In the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus knelt down and prayed. And ask God to let that cup pass from him. Not the cup of wine, but the cup that held the sin of mankind. And only he could drink. And then it says that when Jesus got to the place of submission, he gave, gave up and said, nevertheless, God, not my will, but thine be done. Now, the great part about his submission was the word says, then the angels came to strengthen him. Can you imagine what it must have been like 
to have at least that part of the victory behind it. To know that God was so pleased with him saying, okay, God, I'll do it. He hadn't gotten there yet. But when he said, okay, I'll do it, the angels came and said, we'll help you to get there. Going out of the garden, Jesus was immediately arrested. Judas had already gone and made the deal, received the money, and came back to give that betrayal kid. Carried through judgment hall to judgment hall. Jesus, knowing that he was on his way to consummating our seat at the marriage supper. He went. And hanging on a cross at Calvary, Jesus uttered all the words that were necessary to get him to the final words, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And Jesus gave up the goat. Now, you know, those of you who were raised Baptist may know that you can't leave him there. We know that Jesus got up out of the grave. And because Jesus got up out of the grave, we're told that he took care of sin death. He took care of the, of the, the sting of death and, and to make sure that the victory went to us and not to the grave. And after the grave, at the end, the best comes at the last. And that's at the end of the age. We're promised that he'll come back to get us and take us to be with him. Now, when we get there, when we get to heaven, you know, there are all kinds of of sayings of what people are going to do when they get there. They're going to look for their mama and some are going to look for their daddy and others are going to look for their husbands or their wives, and many will be looking for their children. And then there are those who says, I'm going to be looking for Jesus, the man who gave his life for me, that I might have a right to the tree of life. What will you do when it comes time to sit at the table where the spread will contain the bread that represents the body of Jesus and the cup that represents his blood. And the offer is his life for yours. I willingly give him my life. When I was five years old, my grandmother taught me a a Christmas speech. We had Christmas plays and everybody had to have a speech. And my speech at the Christmas play was, What can I give him? As poor as I am, if I was a shepherd, I'd give him a lamb. If I was a wise man, I'd do my part. Yet what can I give him? What can I give Jesus? I'll give him my heart. God saves the best for last, even in our lives. All that we've gone through, they still can't steal from us. The The last award that God has promised us. And that's a seat at the banquet table. That's our, our clothes, as the, as the book of Revelation says, our robes being made white by the blood of the Lamb. We can only be spotless because Jesus has covered us in his blood. Thank you, Father, for saving the best for last. Not the bread and the wine, but the blood of Jesus.
that becomes the cleansing flood for our sin sick soul. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Nelson, for your very enlightening message. Now let us hear our heart. Let us prepare our hearts to receive Holy Communion with the praise and worship song. The confession and the Lord's Supper will follow. Please gather your elements of a piece of bread or cracker, water, juice, or wine. Just want to encourage you. Mind you, the best is still yet to come. I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper, nothing harm you. And although you may think that your time has passed, God's only saving the best for last. Your future greater than your past. I know the plans that I have for you. I like it when you say it. Plans to prosper. Say it like nothing on you. And although you may think that your time has passed, God's only saving the best. For last, your future greater than my sister, your my dad. I have a word to share with you. Share it. Those who feel God has forgotten you. I know you'll feel yeah. your time. Oh, 
future greater than your past. Say it for the day. Come on, say it for the life. I like it when you sing the life. Your future greater than your past. Right, city, come on, join us. This is the call to confession. Brothers and sisters in Christ, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Humble yourself before him and he will lift you up. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit. The Lord will not despise a broken and contrite heart. Almighty God and Father in heaven, who also makes his home with those of a humble and contrite spirit before you and our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess the sin of ignoring your presence in the spirit of failing to look for the return of our Savior and judge. We also confess our blindness to your coming in those who are lonely, hungry, cold, poor, and sick. In your great goodness, put away our offenses and cleanse us from our sins. For Jesus' sake, amen. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Pastor Nelson.
think she got knocked off. Okay, please hold. At this time, let us bow our heads in reverence as we commemorate the Lord's Supper by the partaking of Holy Communion. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now you may eat the piece of bread or cracker that you have. In the same way, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Now you may drink the wine, juice, or water you have. Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of the risen Lord until he comes. Gracious God, may we who have received this sacrament live in the unity of your Holy Spirit, that we may show forth your gifts to all the world. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song celebrating, receiving, and partaking in the Lord's Supper. It will be followed by the invitation to discipleship which Sister Helena Thompson will offer. Excuse me just a moment, please. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Connected to me just, just one moment to knock my speaker off. I think I'm back on again. Let's just throw our praises up and worship. Suppose God searched all through heaven and couldn't find one willing to be. Oh, that's the praise. Had it not been for a 
excuse me. I'd like to call out today to those that are listening on whatever device that you are listening to us on. And maybe you're new here today. Maybe you've been here for some time. And maybe you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. But today, I feel that no matter what difference, what distance we all live in, it goes to show that the Holy Spirit works amongst all of us as there seems to be a common thread run through our service this day. Sister Loretta prayed today and took some of the words out of my mouth that I felt the Lord had given me in my prayers today because I feel a burden today not just to reach out to those who are listening to us by computer, by phone. But I'd like to call out to those who are listening to us by other devices. Those that hear everything we do in our homes, those that listen to everything that goes on in our homes, those that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and are lost. I'm calling out for you as well. It's time to come home. It doesn't matter what you've done and how far you've come. There isn't anything that you have done that the Lord Jesus Christ cannot forgive you for. You may think that you've come too far. Maybe you think you've just done too much. And you have done a lot. You have hurt people like us horrendously. You've taken our lives from us. You've taken our lives and taken control of them and hurt us physically, emotionally, in every which way possible. And yet you need to know that the Lord Jesus Christ loves you just the same as he loves any one of us here that knows him. And he's calling you today. And it doesn't matter who is around you, who might be, you might be in a group of friends and you might feel embarrassed or ashamed but I need you to know you don't need to be because there's nothing that you've done that God cannot forgive you for. And you can just say this prayer with me and just say it in your heart and know that the Lord hears you. But you must change your life. You must make changes and stop what you're doing. And so the one thing that you need to remember is that Jesus really loves you so very much. He's also in the healing business for those of you that are lonely or brokenhearted, or maybe you're at the end of your road. Maybe you think that you're doing what you're doing because you have to. You don't. There's a way out. 
that way out is through Jesus Christ. So I'm going to give you a few steps to take before we say a prayer together. You need to first admit that you can't save yourself from sin. You need to be willing to repent. And that is you need to turn away from the sin that you are committing now. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you. Truly believe that he died for you. Not just for those that know him. But those who also don't. And he needs you. He wants you. He's calling you. Invite him into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. I'm asking you to repeat after me. You can say it out loud if you feel like you need to say it just in your heart. He hears you anyway. Just say these words after me. Dear God, I know I can't save myself from sin. I know that I'm not where I want to be. And I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all my sin, from all my shame and my guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, and be the Lord of my life and Savior. And I ask this in your precious name. Amen. We invite you to unite with us here at Refuge from the Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. You'll need to read, begin to read your Bible. We recommend either the book of Ephesians or the book of John is a good place to begin. And we really urge you to email us at our website, which is admin, and that's A-D, M I N at refuge from the storm church.org and become a member. And you can also go there for prayer or suggestions you can that will be given to you on how to begin your life in serving the Lord. And do not be ashamed to call. There is someone there waiting to help you, to pray for you to pray with you. And those of you who did pray that prayer today, we say thank you. The angels in heaven rejoice and we welcome you. We welcome you to the family of God and to his refuge from the storm church. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Helena, for that special invitation for all who are on the call to follow our Savior, Jesus Christ. And for that invitation for our perpetrators to begin a new life in Christ. Thank you, Sister Helena. Let us listen to a praise and worship song before the final remarks, and the benediction.
just a moment, please. I had my computer while I was praying. I think someone is angry. They plug my volume. Um, Sister Cheryl, can you hear me? Sister Cheryl? Yes. May I please ask you, I'm sorry, they're blocking my volume on both my speaker and my computer. May I ask you to uh, play the song by Jermaine Gordon called You Are God. I believe you should have received it as a closing song. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much.
Amen. Amen. We thank all of you who worshiped with us today at Refuge from Storm Church. We pray that you've been spiritually nourished and nurtured by the worship service through scripture, the prayers, the praise and worship songs, the Lord's Supper, and the powerful, powerful message so wonderfully delivered to us today by our pastor, Reverend Millicent Black. We pray that all of you return next Saturday to worship with us. We also thank all of the ministry team members who contributed to the service today. Now I will offer the benediction. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that the words which we have heard this day with our outward ears may, through thy grace, be so grafted inwardly in our hearts that they may bring forth in us the fruit of good living to the honor and praise of thy name, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and evermore. Amen. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.